0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, I am so looking forward to the day where we can get back together when this, this virus uh, is, is solved and, and the social distancing can kind of come to a close and is safe for us to then gather again. I really look forward to that day and I hope for that day it's going to be an awesome day. Uh, but until then, it's really encouraging to get together with you and interact with you online. This has been really fun, uh, and I'm looking forward to the, to the weeks ahead that we do this. So uh, we're going to jump into God's Word uh, this morning. Uh, but before we do that, um, I don't know about you, but there there are probably a lot of things that you are hoping for right now. If I were to just ask you to, to create a top 10 list real quick of uh, the top 10 things that you hope for the most right now of being stuck inside, um, away from people. I'm sure you could come up with that list pretty quick. I know I could. Life sure looks more hopeful when you have things to look forward to. Hope gives us direction in life. And one of my favorite summer activities, yes, that's one of my top 10, I'm looking forward to summer. I'm hoping for summer. And so one of my favorite summer activities is going out on my grandparents boat on the lake finding some remote bay where it's peaceful quiet and beautiful and dropping anchor and just sitting there and chilling just enjoying the peace and the beauty that the lake offers having a book to read um, maybe taking an afternoon nap or taking a swim basking in the glory of the sun this is what I'm hoping for what I'm looking forward to most one of my favorite summer time activities I have to drop an anchor from the boat though because if I'm sitting in the boat and I've done this a few times where I'm sitting in the boat and I don't drop an anchor and I go hey I'm going to be okay because I'm way out here in the middle of the bay. There's no big current. We're fine. We're fine. Well, I kind of take a snooze, and you can end up hitting against the, the, the wood on the, on the beach and, and the rocks on the beach, and then you're, it's too late. Oh, no. You need to drop an anchor so that you are to keep in place. And so that anchor helps me keep in place. And we need the same in our day-to-day life something to help us stay secure and in place to keep steady the gospel of Christ is our anchor in hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 it reads we have this hope as an anchor for our soul firm and secure many times in life our emotions feelings and circumstances can try to drift us off course. We have to realize that if we lose hope, then we lose our anchor. So today, as we jump into God's Word together, let us be ever so reminded of our greatest hope on this Palm Sunday. We're going to be picking back up in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, for this brief message of encouragement to you this morning. So I pray, Lord, may our hearts be filled with encouragement and with great hope this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to read 1 through 11. Follow along with me in your Bibles or open up your Bible app and follow along. Chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians verses 1 through 11. Now I would remind you, brothers... Then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James. Then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed." Paul is saying in this narrative transition here uh, to his letter, in his letter to the church in Corinth, yes, all of what I've said is good and true. Everything that I've said up until this point is good and true. Yes, flee from the sexual immorality, from the idolatry. Uphold the Lord's Supper with a pure heart. The head coverings piece, uh, the spiritual gifts, the one body, many members bit. Uh, The more excellent way, which is love, peace. However, of first importance, the most important thing, however, the gospel I preached to you a while back, the news on which you stand, Corinthian believers, let me help you recall and remember the single greatest piece of who we are, church. The peace that changed the course of history and changed your hearts, changed your lives upon hearing these truths and so believing. Believers, hold fast. Hold fast to this good word. Or to find out, adhere to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Adhere. I love this word adhere. I, I, I tend to picture duct tape in my mind. When I think of duct tape, I think of it here. And when I think of it here, I think of the red green show. I don't know if you've ever seen the red green show, but everybody that has duct tape is the handyman's secret weapon. Every time they come out with rolls and rolls of duct tape and they can fix anything. Anything with duct tape. It's a fascinating show. But The point here is that duct tape has a great adhesive quality. It sticks really, really well. So, let us stick to this good word. Let us stick to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let us adhere to it like duct tape. Okay, church family, let's redirect our attention. Let's pull our focus in to the pivotal passion story the most momentous message—that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures; that He was buried; that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures—the phrase Paul's using here, "according to the Scriptures," uh, for him and in the Corinthian church in those days, meant the Old Testament. It meant the Old Testament. The gospel in the Old Testament? Yes, the gospel in the Old Testament. It's all over the Old Testament. For instance, today we are celebrating Palm Sunday. The triumphal entry of the Messiah, Jesus, as recorded in all four gospels, is prophesied, is foretold in the book of Zechariah. And so we turn back to Zechariah and the prophet writes in chapter 9, verse 9, Rejoice greatly! O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And so Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey, according to the scriptures. But he was pierced for our transgressions, He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. Isaiah 53, 5. And so Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence nor was any deceit in his mouth. Isaiah 53, 9. And so Jesus was buried according to the scriptures. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus speaking here to his disciples in Matthew 12.40, yes, the New Testament, but foretelling of his resurrection using the Old Testament, using Jonah's example. And so, Jesus rose into life, giving us salvation according to the Scriptures. Salvation is a gift from God. No one has ever uh, discovered it on their own or accomplished it through clever insight or imaginative thinking or any amount of hard work. The salvation, this gospel, is the foundation on which we stand firmly and secure. And so Jesus went out and appeared to many. He visited Peter And the eleven remaining apostles, he talked with James, his brother, and then visited over 500 believers and others. And then, as Paul states, least of all, he appeared to me. Peter had denied Jesus. James, his brother, had doubted him. And Paul was the worst of them all, a persecutor of the faith. But it is by God's grace that Paul was saved. That any of these men and women that Jesus visited were saved. It is by God's grace you and I are saved. And Paul says that grace was not in vain. Because he, as we see throughout our New Testaments, in our hands right now today, through the letters, the many letters that Paul wrote... He worked harder than anyone else to spread this gospel. Through jailings, through beatings, through shipwrecks, and near death, by God's grace alone, and through a former persecutor of the church, the gospel spread and the church grew. Christ died, was buried, and rose again on the third day, And visited hundreds. This is what we believe. This is our foundation. This is our hope. Our entire faith hinges upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Follow along with me and imagine with me as the commentator writes Christ came as a man, fully man, fully God. And experienced all that we experience. Except that he never sinned. If there is no resurrection, then Christ was not raised. If he was not raised, then there is no gospel to preach. If there is no gospel, then you have believed in vain. And you are still in your sins. If there is no resurrection then as believers today and believers who have died, there is no hope. That hopeless feeling right there is what hundreds felt on that Friday in Palestine. They gathered together after putting Jesus' body, his dead body, in the ground. And that hopeless pit of your stomach feeling was crushing. Jesus did die. An awful, horribly painful death for you, for us. But praise be to God because Sunday Easter Sunday is a coming. The single, most momentous piece of our faith, the gospel, death, burial, and resurrection, is our hope. Our only hope. Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus, that you are our hope. Father, you suffered greatly on our behalf. You took upon yourself our sins. You experienced death. But God, you defeated it. Your Son defeated it. And that is our hope, that is our anchor. Jesus, as we worship you, as we continue to worship you this morning, may our hope be anchored in you. Thank you. Amen.